You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit Irreverent FM for more content from our friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Janice Legata, and this is God Has Not Given, an evangelical podcast featuring me and my failing faith and conversations with friends about fears we were given and ways that we are finding power, love, and sound mind. Well, this episode is simultaneously hot and fresh and already stale because March 2022 is wild. This month, for me, I thought was going to be a little bit breezy, but not so. Me and my little schedule, my little plans for cheating and taking it easy have all been thwarted by drama in the evangelical community. Is that what we are? That's the question. And by Hillsong suddenly bursting into ridiculously visible flame. We are less than 48 hours away from the release of the Discovery Plus documentary about Hillsong. And that thing, much like this podcast episode, is going to seem so tame and so out of date because so much about Hillsong has fallen apart in the past 24 hours. I had a spoiler alert before we started recording that it was probably going to happen. But as you'll hear, the news that Brian Houston resigned officially broke as we were mid-episode and... I don't know, man. Look, I have been beating the Let It Burn drum for a while. When it comes to Hillsong, I am Silky Johnson, player hater of the year, saying, I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. And by you, I mean Hillsong as a structure, as an organization. And I have believed with all my heart for a while that we would see the end of Hillsong in the near future, probably within the next 10 years. But we're here now and I'm not ready. I was joking the other day about being a cold piece of work who is dead inside and feels nothing when it comes to Hillsong, but I'm finding out more and more how not true that is. I have so much grief for what I was part of, and I feel so stupid for being right there and not knowing what I didn't know, and for overlooking things that I did know didn't feel quite right. And I have so much anger about all the indoctrination and the false religion that primes so many of us to accept something like Hillsong. Anyway. I'm going to stop rambling in a minute and let you get into this episode, but to anyone who still calls Hillsong home, I want to say up front that I can't really get back into the mindset that used to make it make sense for me. So I have a lot of empathy for those of you still stuck in the system, but I also have a lot of frustration because it just seems so obvious to me now how blatantly useless Hillsong is. It adds nothing. It's just a structure. It's just a container and you don't need it. It would be empty without you, and it should be empty. Everything about its platform, everything about every one of its promises is hollow. And the only way it is able to sustain itself is by hollowing out the people inside of it. You regular, degular members are the only good thing about Hillsong, and it has had you long enough. Get out. Grab whatever you can, the people and the things that you love, and get out. You deserve better. So get going into this episode and out of Hillsong, please. This episode is a group effort, a conversation featuring myself, James and Mary Benson of A Drink with the Bensons, Tim of the New Evangelicals, and Noemi, a.k.a. The Boston Situation. We hopped on a video call on Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and we were there when the evangelical world changed forever, which is old news now. Content warning, this conversation does include some mentions of sexual assault and no hope for Hillsong. So if you're looking for a bright side, this ain't it. 
but if you're looking to laugh through some trauma, we got you. So let's get into it. We'll just we'll just stick to what everybody knows so far, unless some major announcement yeah. publicly breaks yeah. um, while we're doing this. But I mean, we've got enough to go off of from what we know thus far. Yeah, it's been kind of hour by hour lately. Yeah. <laughs> we should have a deep news and said just just then. <laughs> <laughs> On Thursday morning, but it'll probably be out of date already. Yeah. <laughs> but we did our best, you know. <laughs> so we'll go, we'll go in the order I can see you guys. So we'll go James and Mary first, then to Tim, and then to Noemi. So give me who you are, how you know Hillsong, and when you first knew Brian Houston was trash. So <laughs> excellent. All right. Um, so I'm James Benson. Um, Mary. Yeah, my wife Mary and I met at Wave Church, which was uh, an offshoot. Um, it was founded by a former member of uh, Hillsong. And um, so pretty much same grain, same vibe and everything. It was also the um, jumping off point for Carl Lentz once he finished at mm -hmm. Hillsong College. So um, we were kind of behind the whole, um, I don't know, the the breakout role for him yeah yeah <laughs> steve was his armor bearer was brian houston's armor bearer and oh, came right, over man. and he came over here trying to you know make some more coins so yeah. franchise of the hillsong church but very, yeah very close proximity yeah but i knew he was trashed when he wore that little nasty ponytail that's when i said to myself you ain't right something's off but that was pretty recent I was still holding out for him, you know, because there's all good. There's always good in the human. As long as they got breath made lungs, you can find something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was holding out for him. Then he wore that damn ponytail. Looked like a whole ass pedophile. No. Next. Well, wait, James. When did when did you know he was well, trash? You know, he he came in. So we had a we had a, our church had a close relationship with Hillsong up until maybe a couple of years before we left uh, when things started fizzling out but um so yeah like houston himself would come through pretty often for like mm -hmm. um we would do a groundbreaking and he'd be there to like you know cut the ribbon or whatever and um yeah he was pretty uh he was pretty close to the to the whole scene and everything like that mm -hmm. um like I, I remember it was funny right when we were gearing up i had this flashback to a um conference we were having in a hotel and i got grabbed and was given really specific instructions on how to make brian houston's black tea and, <laughs> and how to and how to properly rush it to his position at the center table at the front of the, and uh yeah was, i mean there was just a lot of a lot of stuff that didn't click at the time but looking back on it it was like yeah. there's just this high control environment where like at some point it had to become blaringly <laughs> obvious that this was just like really uh it really had that cultish high control vibe mm -hmm. to it and, yeah, it was, it was sour. Yeah, it was. He ain't come at me sideways, though. So. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's not. It's I'm 6'4", and I'm loud. Okay. So he's like, mm, that one's a little whiskey. Oh, <laughs> he's yeah. crazy, but he's not And I'm from crazy. New York, and I'm Nigerian. 
And I'm like the descendant of the Dodo Milaje. Start with me. All right. Vincent. Timmy. Um, I don't know how I follow that. Um, Mary, I don't know you personally, but I'm already a huge fan. I'm also six foot four. So, you know, we could, I don't know. We can hang out sometime and, and talk about being tall when it's like, you know, our problems. Um, <laughs> my name is Tim. Um, I am the creator of an online space called the New Evangelicals. Uh, so that's what I do. Um, and I am like the golden child product of evangelicalism. I'm a white man. I played in the worship team. I've done all the right things. So my experience with Hillsong is playing their music and trying to be like them, mm. right? Because that's what all worship bands want to do. They'll never say that. Right. It's all for God's glory, of course. But deep <laughs> down, you know, we could be the next Hillsong, right? We can write a few originals. Um, so, uh, so that's my experience uh, with Hillsong. And of course, I followed them pretty closely uh, since I've been doing this work. And I think, you know, I, I started thinking about Brian Houston in particular being problematic. It's a combination of uh, when he started tweeting some really crappy stuff. I can't remember the tweet off the top of my head this moment. But there was one or two that was just like, ooh, that's not a good look. And then when, when that 60-minute special from Australia came out yeah. and, uh, and we did a response video to it. Uh, and, and his response to all – just so many things – on top of the other news thing, when um, when the Carl Lentz stuff happened, yeah. there was like a, a local story in New York that did it, did uh, an interview with him, and I was like, "This guy is, I mean, wow. this is not a good look. There's no repentance here. Like it's right. it's just it's pure PR. It's so evident, <laughs> right? Like we're just selling the bullshit, but somehow we're we're supposed to believe it, but we all know we're not. So I think from there all the way now to what we're finding out um, has just been more and more evidence of just how problematic Brian and the systems that he's helped create really are. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Noemi. All right. My name is Noemi. If you don't know how to pronounce it, you just think I have no Emmy awards. No Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> if I get an Emmy, my name might change. <laughs> anyway um i was a part of hillsong um at hillsong boston um i was there for almost two years uh i went when everything started so i started um on the w midweek services when they were barely starting off um at a small baptist church in boston on wednesday nights uh from the first day i was there and I ended up leaving in 2019 um, after already being in the psych hospital once because of Hillsong mm -hmm. due to uh, my mental health being act, uh, acting up with things not going, not going well. I asked a lot of questions. I came out while I was at Hillsong. At the time I came out as bi. That's obviously not what I identify anymore as. But when I started asking questions, they did not like that. And I had been taught to ask questions as a pastor's kid and a preacher's kid, that questions were good. And Hillsong was telling me the opposite. And that really contradicted with what I had been taught and my faith. So that took me down in a downward spiral. And I ended up having to leave in December of 2019. It was just the best decision for my mental health. Like I finally set the boundary with myself and had to step away. While I was there, I volunteered on the events team. So I got to see a lot of the background things and deal with Josh, Josh Kimes, who 
was the campus pastor and I am skeptical if he still is because there's a lot of things that have been shifting. But that's who was there at the time. And yeah, that's kind of how I, I started calling him out on Instagram and tagging him directly, him and Carl. And I became uh, the Boston situation and Carl's emails. So yeah, I, I, I was able to have direct conversations with Josh about the church's stance and that didn't go well. So I kind of just continued to, to speak out and ask the church to just say publicly what they stand for. Like we kind of already know now, like I finally know now, but if they would have told me this two years ago or two years before I had started in 2017, I wouldn't have joined at all. So they could have saved themselves a headache with me. But they did it, and I'm here, and I'm speaking out, and now I'm realizing um, that there's many other victims who I want to stand with. So, yeah. How did I find out Brian Houston was trash? I had my suspicions in 2017 when I went to Hillsong Phoenix uh, for the first time. I had ever attended a Hillsong church, and they rolled out a screen like they were literally dragging onto the stage. And then all of a sudden they start projecting Brian preaching. And I couldn't understand anything he was saying because his accent was really thick. And I was like, who is this guy? And so I was trying to like grasp what he was saying. And when I could kind of pick up things, I was like, this sermon feels very surface level. feels more like a motivational speech than an actual sermon. And I had been taught how to write sermons or at least how to digest them for my parents. So I was like, you're not giving me anything of depth. It's a lot of very like motivational Instagram type post. So I was like, you don't seem like a pastor. You seem more like just a guy who's leading this church who got lucky and you're white. Mm -hmm. So people listen to you. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of my first experience seeing Brian, but I was like, I'll give it a chance in Hillsong, Boston. And then once I left and spoke up and was quoted um, or shared my story in a Business Insider article, that's where, when I saw the way Brian responded to that and he tweeted and I just randomly tweeted back or commented on his tweet. And he did not like it, and he decided to delete it a few minutes later. Um, I got screenshots, but I felt like I was able to get Brian to delete a tweet, and I was, like, surprised. But he didn't block me, which was surprising, too, until, like, a year after when I started blasting him again. He finally blocked me, uh, which isn't surprising. And I joined the club of people blocked by Brian Houston. But yeah, that's when I kind of came to the realization, like, okay, you're like really, really trash. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That is a club I still am not in. Wow. I have not been blocked. Mark Driscoll block club. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Houston is not concerned about me. (laughs) (laughs) He blocks people left and right. Right up his You'll crawl right up his side and tear him to shreds. So yeah, and I am Janice Legata. This is my podcast. So yeah, I've been part of Hillsong from coast to coast, Australia to New York, Hillsong College, the whole deal. I knew, I knew, I've known Brian was trash at different points for different reasons. I think maybe in 
20, maybe 2014, 2015, I remember him coming and speaking at Hillsong, New York. Just remember him, like, just being so, so just out of touch. Mm. Like, I'm like, you're in New York, and you're, like, talking about... It was whatever his example was, it was something about, you know, like when the man comes home and, you know, the woman is making dinner, like something I was like, so I was like, right. first of all, you're in New York. You're talking to a lot of single people. What year do you right. think it is? It's like, what, like somebody got what is happening? Wow. I had always, I thought for a long time, I was like, like, like Noemi said, oh, he got, he got lucky because he's not, Mm-mm. he's not a super charismatic speaker. He's not like Hillsong was built on Hillsong music. Yeah. Oh yeah. And if it weren't for a Darlene check and it just catching yeah. that wave. Yeah. And he, he used to tell stories, you know, about how when he would first kind of be joining Darlene on the road, like kind of shoehorning himself in, you know, people would, that, oh, you're Darlene checks pastor. Like that's, that was how people originally recognized him. Like nobody has ever cared about Brian Houston, like as Brian Houston, even at Hillsong conference, like he's never the headliner. Like it's always someone else. And then he shoehorns himself in, right. <laughs> this is Brian's night. And it's like, nobody, nobody cares. Like we talk like a damn dinosaur. you got lucky and you've, you've surrounded yourself with charismatic people who just keep, right. keep carrying this thing. So yeah, so to like different, just different, different levels of trash. I'm also with Mary with the ponytail. <laughs> Y'all know I, that Girl. for me was a highlight. So right, and Angela was greasy as hell. Happening. Mm-mm. <laughs> it kind of looks like um, who's the guy in Con Air? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage and Conair kind of had that vibe for me. Like I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, right. it does feel like a Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Right, that was just his energy exuding what was in him. You get what I'm saying? When you when stuff is going on inside of you, you nasty like that. You gonna do stuff like this. It's about what the hell is wrong with you? At least put a, put a bundle in there. Something. He said, "Nasty is as nasty does." Wow, that's readable. So, <laughs> so this this past week has been a week for Hillsong. Yeah, maybe about this time last week or maybe a day or two before I started getting text messages with just kind of some of the behind the scenes things going on. There are there are emergency meetings being called. Um, things are going to come out in the press. And it was basically a question of who was going to release it first. Are we going to see it from the media or is Hillsong going to make a statement? Which one is going to come out first? So there's a guy, David, David Hardiker, who writes for Crikey, mm-hmm. which like sounds so like not real, but it's real. Like he's he's always investigating Hillsong, and so he's always pretty much the first to break any news. And so he broke, yeah. Here's here's what's going on, and then almost like immediately after that, the Hillsong statement came out. And you know, Hillsong never consults me, never asks me what I'm doing when they decide to fall apart. So it was like all these things going on, all these people in my DMs, all these messages. I'm like, I'm I'm busy. I don't have time to, to talk about this. So the statement, I, I don't have time, but it's so awful and so ridiculous. So now I have time. We have time. <laughs> so we're going to talk about this statement, this long ass statement. First of all, I was mad at how long this statement was to say nothing 
I was like, I think this is part of their chaos strategy. Right. We just use so many exactly. words. We just say so many things that people would be like, oh, I must have said something. You're lost in a fray. And you're like rereading it and still nothing. <laughs> I feel like I get less every yeah. time. I'm like, quit. I was, I was rereading it for this. And I was like, oh, maybe something. I missed something. No, it was like a lot less for the first time. Nothing, just So, So, Tim, I'm going to go to you first because you... You you still you live in this world. You work in this world. Like you, I think I'd say of all of us here, you probably have the most hope and the most belief still in in these institutions. In you know the good the good that can exist and be done. I I must say I was honored to even be invited here. I'm like I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm gonna go with it. So I, it means a lot. Because no, you yeah. you you are our man on the street. Like. <laughs> Very true. Uh, damn. Yeah, you know it's tough because um, parts of me are like, hey, maybe we can reform some of this stuff. You know, like maybe we can make it better. And then you know, the, more, the longer I do this work, the more I'm like, well, you know, if the studs are just so eaten by termites, we're like, there's like nothing can stand in the house. At what point do we just demo it and like build a new foundation somewhere okay. with no more white supremacy attached to it and you no more of the celebrity again, culture attached to it? So I'm just saying, like I, I'm I'm also in limbo. Okay, like I I, I want to think that like you know the the evangelical church in America and what it exports like can can be saved. I'm not super convinced uh, more and more. And this, the, this statement I think is a good, is, is a great example. Why, right? Like these kinds of statements speak for so many more, uh, so much more of the institution than just Hillsong, because this is mm-hmm. essentially these statements show that, that, that they are doing what they're designed to do, mm-hmm. protect the institution and protect the leadership at all costs, yeah, right? And they will sanitize words and situations as much as possible to make everything seem like, hey, uh, we're well aware. We have a process for this. Um, you know, uh, what was one thing I just read that um, you can be assured that investigations into these complaints were treated extremely seriously. Hell no, I can't. Like, you know, and this, this is the problem, right, with these kinds of statements. People who have been part of the evangelical machine who are out know how to interpret these statements. Right. Like we know what they yeah. mean. Yeah. Right? Like, like, like we, we can read all the code words. Yeah. And what you're saying is this is worse than you're telling us. What you're saying <laughs> is this has been going on a lot longer than you've been telling us. Yep. And what this also tells me is that you're really not that fucking sorry there about what is. actually happened. You know, and and the problem I find with these statements is that they're not really repentant. Right? Like, I'm all about in Janice, you and I talked about this. I'm all about repentance, right? Like we understand any large anything, Christian or not, is gonna have people inside of it who are problematic. I understand that. Right. But when that is found out, you deal with it and you repent and you expose it and you go the other way. What you don't do is hide it and bury it and pretend. Like, oh no, we are we are just doing the work of the kingdom as we protect abusers and, mm-hmm. and, and discourage victims of sexual abuse to come forward. Yeah. So I think that is what angers so many people. That's what, that's what gets me fired up, right? It's not that people do dumb shit. I do dumb shit. But mm-hmm. are we repenting 
And are we able to be honest and expose the corruption, you know, for the sake of what we claim to be preaching? Don't forget, friends, Hillsong claims to represent the God of the universe. Whether you believe it or not is one thing, but that's what they claim to be representing, right? They claim to represent a Jesus that teaches us to love our neighbor and to fight for liberation of the oppressed. Right. So they're claiming huge, massive, you know, statements that, the, that, that they are claiming to have. And then it turns out that, no, they're mm. actually an empire yep. <laughs> profiting right. off of Christian language. Right. So this statement, you know, like, like I said, we all read through it. We all know what they're saying. And like you said, Janice, and before we started recording, there's probably more to come. There is more, right, Hillsong? There is <laughs> more. more. And, and here we are. Another shoe to drop, and and on Thursday this is going to be outdated because God knows what's going to come yeah. forward. And last thing I'll say, then I'll stop talking. There, I'm, my my biggest concern out of all of this is that nothing's really going to change. Yeah. The Hillsong system, they will not rethink their empire. There's too much money involved. There's too much power involved. They've yeah. convinced themselves that, 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 well, look at the fruit. Look, you know, for every one person abused, thousands have come to Christ. That's like that's the rationale. And it just shows how deeply entrenched they and the evangelical institutions. This is not unique to Hillsong. We all know that. Mark Driscoll, the SBC, et cetera. This is not unique to them. But this is just another reason why so many of us want nothing to do with the white Jesus that we've been introduced to. Because ultimately, he's an abuser. That's what it comes out. Right. Right. I'm I'm going to say it like in the comments. Well said, Tim. Well said. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Well <laughs> said. <laughs> Fire emoji. But Mary, I feel like you, you probably had more to say about that. Any comments from the Bensons? Thoughts? Yeah, if the if the um if the complaints or if the investigation was treated extremely seriously or was it conducted seriously? I think they talk about giving it adequate treatment but i mean does that mean i don't know that leaves a lot of gaps and like you know there's a lot of gray area and like what conducting that actually looks like mm-hmm. who you know like uh, i mean i know there's without violating it violating anybody's privacy i mean there's some really practical ways to spell out what you're doing to a public that needs to know how they've been you know wronged yeah they can't help it they don't know how to be accountable if that's what's going to be their downfall they just don't know. They're just too high up there, you know, to even know what accountability is. So that's what's going to be their downfall. And that's why they ask is it's tumbling like dominoes because that don't work in post-2020. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? That don't yeah. work because people didn't have time to shut down to, to, to know who they are. And they said, wait a minute. We out here in these streets, okay, begging for food. Why? Middle-class America because of the shutdown. You know what I'm saying? And your ass decides to prop somebody up on a stage with a guitar and say, hey, we need your coins. In this pandemic, you still, <laughs> I'm waiting on my damn stimmy. And you talking about you want 10% of my stimmy still? Oh, no. See, and, and so that alone, like, started mm. the, deconstructing, the deconstructing process for people. Because they were like, okay, you know what? It was our time to get the help. And you still wanted our money, even though you guys were living in palatial mansions and shit. Right. Yeah, that, that tone of exceptionalism really bleeds through because because yeah. uh, there's a lot of language in there that really highlights how hard this must be for everyone who has to step in and everyone who has to conduct said investigation. You know, like, and that's that's implied. I mean, of course, this is difficult, but, uh, you know, like when you've got that 
exceptionalist mindset, then that's going to be the thing that stands out the most is that you actually have like serious work ahead of you. But I just need to know who's doing the investigating. Because it sounds to me like Mr. Brian Houston resigned and became a private investigator. Hold on, quote. And he's doing the investigating. It's a side hustle. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. no accountability at all. So anybody could be the, look, anybody could be the investigator. Talking about we could, because I read through it and I wrote down just who, because it says you can be assured our uh, investigate blah blah. Each of these were conducted by either board members. Who are the board members? Or a body appointed by the global board? Who? And were assisted by highly respected external pastors and advisors? Oh, who? Mark Driscoll? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the investigation by the integrity unit appointed by the global board. Who? Who are these people? Right. There's, there's usually the board also met a request. Like, there are no names in this right. until we get, we hear, we hear Brian. Right. And then we hear our global senior pastors, our right. interim global senior pastors, Phil and Lucinda Dooley. Mm-hmm. And then it's signed, Hillsong Global Board. Who? The Who same board that allowed you to cover people? up this bullshit in the first place. That right. same board is doing the investigation. Right. Is all shit. Right. Throw the whole all these things. If we, if we can be of assistance, reach out. To who? I'm like, you would think if this was so serious and you really cared, global board members, put your name on this. Right. Put your email address on this. Say who you are and where people can find you. Don't direct me to your local pastoral care <laughs> officer. They wouldn't even know what to do with it. <laughs> there are no names, no information on this. Yeah, don't we don't know who any of the people involved yeah. are. But we're just supposed to trust you. Rest assured right. that we're on it. Who Who's on it? Yeah, because I've I've seen like corporate statements issued, and that's the paragraph where you introduce the like such and such right. legal firm is yeah uh, is taking oversight of right. you. And, yeah, you know. Yeah, because like, when the invest at least uh, at least three is in, in the picture. When they investigated the East right. Coast, right. they they named a firm, but why why couldn't oh, they name who was there? See? <laughs> right. See? They, right. But even even when they investigated the East Coast, right. that came like 10 days after the original announcement because they didn't expect people to have yeah. have thoughts. So I went and they they don't have it on the Hillsong no, site they don't. anymore. Like I went I went looking for the statement about Carl Lentz, like when his firing. So that's gone. So I had to pull it up. Screenshots. But but I'm like, well it ends. They both end the same. So mm. thank you for being part of Hillsong Church and for your continued support and prayers. Yes. With much love, <laughs> the original statement, your Carl statement right. was Brian Houston, Global Senior Pastor. And I'm like, now it's with much love, right. Hillsong Global <laughs> Board. <laughs> right. Right. Gross. Nothing has changed. You would think if you guys had all these issues with Brian, 2019, you know, first of all, part of his his he agreed to take specific action, including stepping down from leadership for a period. However, unfortunately, he failed to take all of the agreed steps. <laughs> Two years, you didn't notice he forgot to step down. Like there's only one Two step. Years. Step down. <laughs> <laughs> like Phil doing the morning. Wait a second. Brian has been following the step. <laughs> oh my god! I like, you're the intern, right? Like you're supposed to be the brilliant leader. 
So there's, there's steps that you don't know about at that level. If you're at that level, you don't know how things operate. Oh, right, right, yeah. No, I mean, you're honestly right, James. I mean, that is a perception, right? It's like you're just not privileged enough. You don't understand. Yeah. You don't have the right knowledge to, to really be in the know and trust your leaders. How can we trust our leaders when the leader of your leader is, is a problematic person who's hiding stuff and other leaders are covering up for that leader? Yeah, like, right. what leader do we trust? It don't <laughs> work. It don't work. It don't work. It, it don't, don't work. work. Especially the whole institution of the way they answer people. No, like you said, Tim. No remorse. You could just like you're not a fucking business. It's not Amazon. Okay, you're supposed to be a shepherd. That's what passed me in last time I checked. Mm, okay, right. and you can't just say, you know what, I fucked up. That's you know what I mean. Like I, I kind of feel like with I feel like they can't get any better because it's time for them to shift the, to the side. It's right. You ain't nothing. And and not, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the organization. I'm not talking about the people, right. you know what I mean? Like the structure, it just doesn't work. Right. Everybody's like, yo, right. let me just go within. Let me figure out, you know, like when, um, Noemi was talking about when you, you were feeling like the, the mental health issues and stuff, it was like your body was saying, get out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Get out as fast as you can go. You're not listening. I said leave. You know, and that's mm, what yeah. people are people are starting to listen to their, you know, faculties and say, you know what? I ain't feeling you. Whereas in like early, what was it, 80s, 90s, 2000s, it's just whatever who was on the stage, whatever they said went. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. And now it's not happening anymore. So that institution can't stand. So, like my mother said. Oh, that means this just started. They're going to be falling like dominoes, all of them. It's going to be, you're going to hear the, the Hill song in, in South America, the, the bitch ass Hill song in, uh, in, in England, that bitch ass Hill song. All of them just going to be falling like dominoes. <laughs> Mark my words. I said what I said. Watch. Oh, Shashet Bereni. Mary, Mary can I ask you a question? I have a question for Mary. Accreditation, just in case. (laughs) Mary, I have a question for you. Why aren't we neighbors? Because I feel like we need to be. Because I mean, I my goodness, I mean, I can just listen to you talk forever. I'm such a fan. That's so good. I I think that like, part of me is like, hey. This has been happening since the beginning of megachurch. I mean, you look at like the 60s and 70s really when it blew up. These scandals are not new. The yeah. bankers, Bill Hybels. I mean, dude, we can get, literally, we can write a book, right? Bill about Hybels. just the names, you know? Bill Hybels, Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bill Hybels, for sure. Big thing with him. Uh, you know, and, and again, the church covered it up. You know, and we can go on and on. But I, I just don't know how many more it will take before the general people who like tithe mm-hmm. start waking up and realizing right. that these structures are really corporate structures with right. Jesus skin on top yeah. of it. You know, they operate like, like a business, right? Yeah. And, and they, are, they are always looking to be bigger. Like it's this capitalism infused idea of church, like more, 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 bigger empire, bigger, right. but all for the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, yeah. it does not work. It, it's, it's not sustainable long-term. And it ends up hurting real people 
Um, I, I don't know what it will take before people really start in mass, not just these little fringes like us, honestly, right? It's unfortunate, but we are really in the minority groups here when it comes to people trying to shout at the bus that won't stop. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it will take right. before people start really saying, whoa, we have to really rethink these structures. You know, the church will go on forever, in my view, but the systems and structures that we map onto it, that's what needs, to, I think, to be dismantled, to be completely rethought for our cultural moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if you if you do want like actual change to happen, like the people are the one providing the money for it to continue. So if they want to stop donating or stop giving tithes or not purchase their music, like that's what hits them the most. It's it's at the money. So if you actually want sustainable change or you want them to actually listen, that's where you hit them at. Um, Right. So like what? And if you want the real church, right? And if you was a real church, then money wouldn't hit you like that. Exactly. You say, you say, say it again, Noemi. Like, that was it. That was it. I think the money is the stage where we're, that we're at. I think that's what, what people, what we're going to start coming after. Mm. Because I think there was, there was a time, there was a long time when we literally were just like, we just want you to change. We just want Mm. you to be better for the people who are still there. And then I was like, well, now I don't think you can be. Now I just want you gone. I just want you to burn down. <laughs> but now, like, I've had so many people in my DMs this week, like, I want my money back. Right. Like, I can't get my time yeah. back. I can't get the, like, the life, the lifetime that it took from me. But I want my right. money. And I know you have it. Mm. Right. You have it. I have my and invoice we ready think- for, like, all of my organizations. <laughs> Like therapy, medication. Dear Brian, here's my Venmo handle. Sincerely. <laughs> I want it. I want it. Like I wish there was. They had put an email address on this one. And they're like, if we can be of any assistance. Here you go. You can be of I was a victim. Here you go. Send me my money. And I want it in dollars. And I think cash, please. US dollars. <laughs> I don't want Hillsong merch. Right. I don't want. I don't I want, want a Bitcoin. trade. I want dollars. Right. I don't want I Bitcoin. Want. I don't want your NFT that you're selling. Whatever that shit is. Whatever the Hillsong NFT is. No. I don't want it. They'll I just send want you, money. They'll send you. There is more merch. <laughs> In a limited edition Brian Houston NFT. You know, just a total grift. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm like there. There's going to be. There are going to be suits. Like there's gonna be a fund at some point. Where like if if nothing else you got you oh you got to pay for people's class therapy. action like, lawsuit you, you have to pay because right, we you pay for the start you have to pay well the, I mean the yeah. the sad part of it too is I mean yes they have it because that's where we left it but it, a lot of it probably isn't there anymore um, what money <laughs> oh it's there no I mean I'm just think it's, um, it's there it's in property it's just like Scientology it, it is in yeah. property that's right that's right, that's right. Uh, Noemi you I think you uh, your traffic. With the Boston campus, I think you. Yeah. Were you the one calling out? There was like some really unsavory, like real estate stuff going on. Yeah, in Connecticut. Connecticut. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they think, were uh, paying their bills. Yeah. Yeah, they were renting. Busy buying Italian shoes. Yeah, so they were <laughs> they were renting a location in Connecticut, and during the pandemic, they stopped paying the the monthly rent, but then the landlord was like, "You weren't supposed to stop paying," so then there was a lawsuit. <laughs> And I don't know where it ended because I, I stopped following it. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. So then yeah. later they, they like purchased the they they purchased later a building. I remember hearing about that 
in Connecticut and they were going to do this huge thing there and like a whole bunch of offices. And then I don't know what happened to that building because then later they purchased an office in New York, in Manhattan. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But you out here not paying people, right? Exactly, yeah. And and Hillsong has been like burning, burning venues for years, borrowing equipment or just like just being awful, awful tenants and just not following rules and just just like burning, burning bridges, burning people, burning business contacts. Because it's just like bad behavior all the way. We would constantly get in trouble in in Boston because we would break like fire codes for allowing more people than what we should. Like we would use certain equipment that we weren't supposed to. They were constantly going at us. And the events team was the one who had to be the middleman between the pastor uh, or or the volunteers and and the venue. So we got the front of it. So I was able, like I heard a lot of the negotiations or a lot of those conversations. I read some of the emails and I was there for a few of the things. So like it happens. We're Hillsong is horrible, a horrible tenant. Like I would hate to. Yeah, have I, I think uh, our church must have learned from the same playbook when oh. it comes to like fire oh, yeah. code number something. They was that. gross, gross. I had to check all of them, especially when I was pregnant. They didn't come after me. I was. I even checked Steve's wife, the pastor, the wife. What's her name? Sharon. I said, why is it that all these black people over here, and then here come your staff is ninety nine point nine percent white. That's a really good. No, no, it's not a really good question, okay? <laughs> it's not a really good question. We need black people, because Caleb out here in these streets looking like, oh yeah, mommy, look at all the white people, they're great. I want to be white. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> all the white people on stage. That's where indoctrination <laughs> starts. That's where it starts. Yeah. Oh, Hillsong started that. I mean, I don't think they started it. Uh, what's his name? Because the Bakers, it was the same thing, wasn't it? It's, oh, it's evangelical America. Mm-hmm. It's evangelicalism. Yeah, it's, evangelical. it really is. Racism. It's built on supremacy. We all know this, you know. So, right. Like, uh, like mega church and song, like mm-hmm. that whole. I feel like that's kind of a caricature of evangelicalism. Evangelicalism maintains a baseline and is, I don't know, a little more sane by comparison. <laughs> To what? Uh, to the mega church? Right, right. And so it seems, I don't know. Yeah, it feels like the Hillsong model was really just the thing that, like. They're the worst ones. I'm sorry, babe. I got to disagree well, with no, you. No, no. I mean, they're the worst like day the, one. Their dirt is just now coming out, like a boil. You know how a boil festers first. Festers. <laughs> right. And that's what they were doing. And look nice. Look at all of them in, in, in government right now acting crazy, evangelical. Yeah. I ain't going to go there, but. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, because that was even, like, I think, I think. Hillsong themselves would even, they'd even pride themselves on being like a disruptor in the industry, so to speak, right? Like somebody who is a standout from yeah. like the more traditional model and all that. So really, they did kind of serve that purpose. And the disruption was that now carte blanche evangelicalism at large is under scrutiny because it's just exploded yeah. and it's a mess. So yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. like everything needs review now. Everything yeah. needs to be fought over again. Well, because capitalism sneaked in. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, yeah. boop. You know, because, I mean, really, when you look at the Bible, what Jesus was saying, you know, I ain't got no beef with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You know, 
But, you know, acts through church. They was meeting at each other's houses. They was doing what... This was fellowshipping. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. We go to people's houses. What's your experience this week? We're going, doing your little shadow work, whatever. You know, everybody share what they... You know, everybody, we get a little meal going. We watch television. We laugh. We drink. And then everybody go to their house. That is fellowship. Now, all of a sudden, you want capitalism snuck in. And then all of a sudden, we need a building. Why we need a building? Oh, because pastor such and such guy speak. Why we got to listen to him every week? Everybody's having an experience, um, spiritual experience. Everybody's having it. Can, can I hear from Dana down the street? No, I can't. Oh, I got to hear from you in a big building. And then you want me to pay the damn bills. Mm-hmm. When I could have went to my house, I already paid the bills there. Utility. Thank you on my nerves. Mary, you bring up a great point because these systems... What they don't do is they don't like if you look at like in like Ephesians, you know, Paul talks about, you know, how like the whole body is equipped to do the work of the ministry, so to speak. There's apostles, right. prophets and teachers, you know, but these systems only allow for the, for one pastor to really do the quote unquote work of the ministry. Right. And everyone else is just a peon, right? You're right. just a volunteer. You're, you're not the pastor. But the reality is like there are are statistically probably many people with the gift of teaching yeah. who, or maybe or with, or with shepherding or uh, whatever it would be, you know, caregiving or hospitality. And and these systems don't allow for people to actually be truly involved. It's really a consumeristic sugar rush. And that's what I call it. You know, yeah. you show up on a Sunday morning, you get the hit of dopamine, you check off the list. I, I did the Christian thing today. Right. You know, I gave some money, raised my hand during a song, said amen during a sermon. I go home. There's no, there's no real skin in the game, especially when you start talking about, you know, the big bad curse words like social justice or, mm-hmm. you know, capitalism. There's no room to critique those mm-hmm. systems, right? That, that really, I think the, the quote unquote body, the church should be at the forefront of. Instead, right. in our cultural moment, they are dead last. If anything, they're pulling the other way. Right. And it's just very frustrating yeah. to deal with. Right. And then the control, yeah. the abuse and the control. Yeah. Like I should be yeah. able, if I want to read... The dang on, um, what is they call the Hindu books, the Vedas. If I want to read the dang on Vedas, then I get to read the dang on Vedas. I don't, I, why do I have to go to hell? Because I read mm. the Vedas. Right. Why do I right. have to go to hell? Because my father's Muslim. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? I was just yeah. thinking about it today. I was just doing Rose's hair and Rose said, mommy, what does it feel like to be a boy? And, and the first thing that came to my head is thank God I am not in this goddamn church anymore spitting bullshit to my daughter. <laughs> mm, that's real. You know what I'm saying? Right. We were out right. here, like, okay, back in the day, the conquistadors was out here killing people, you know, and, and then the Europeans came over and took out the Native Americans. But now, we're doing the same thing in Christianity, just spreading room of stupid shit to our children. I, I was telling Jimmy when I was seven, I thought when I fell on the floor, oh God, I, don't, I would have did something bad. That's why you hurt me today. Mm. Like you know, it's that's that's the kind of abuse that's going on, and so I was thinking, I was like, thank God I'm not in the bullshit, so I could be able to engage my daughter with that question and and let her know, like, yo, hey, whatever you feel like, that's what you want to be, okay? Whereas in Christianity, it says, what did it say in the Bible? Well, there's there's all that grooming to think that you're flawed and that there's something wrong with all that. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, they, they they approach difference with 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 resistance and wrong, and then they you know they they demonize instead of approaching with curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. As our as as Joe would say, right? I love Joe when she says this. Like we have yeah. people with curiosity, 
Yes, like that. That to me is the biggest difference, mm. right? Like, like the church, the evangelical church, taught us how to be scared of everything that wasn't what they gave us as safe, mm. as a, as opposed to saying, "Hey, you should explore that. You should yeah. you should read that book and see what you think." Like, we should have a discussion about it. You know, yeah. what what do we agree with? What, what do we disagree? It's wow. okay to disagree, but here's why we see it. Instead, it's oh no, that's demonic, that's witchcraft, that's evil, that's Satan, right. that's whatever. Yeah, and it's like, witchcraft, calm, y'all. Y'all should try it. <laughs> Everything you hate is demons. Right, exactly. And my demons, they mad cool too. I didn't became friends with them. What are their names? No, I'm kidding. Oh, they don't you dare summon them during this recording, okay? He was coming I don't want to hear them play this audio backwards and hear someone talking. People are hiding off like, oh no, she got the devil. Well, maybe I've been slandering demons because I said if the, if they're real, they're running churches. Yeah. Like they oh, are right. Yeah. They are running mega churches because that word. That, that's, that's really you're gonna get. <laughs> that's really true about the curiosity, though. Going back to what Tim was saying right now, because in the church oh, yeah. where I grew up, or in the environment where I grew up, um, I was part of a Latino church. And it was a uh, apostolic Pentecostal, like dresses, can't cut your hair type of place, speaking in tongues, rolling on the floor type of place. So like at the church, I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things. But when I was home, my dad would allow us to ask a lot of questions. We would have questions about science. Like, what does it mean with the Bible? Whereas if I were to go to church, it would be a very different environment where, why are you mm. talking about evolution? Like that's the devil. But at home, it was very different. So I was very accustomed to asking those questions because my dad also grew up as a minister's kid and a preacher's kid. So he knew that those were like questions that were going to come up. So when I get to an environment like Hillsong, which is a very evangelical white church, it all of a sudden yeah. becomes, you're not supposed to ask questions. Why are you even approaching this conversation? Like, this is something that we don't do. Like, you just listen to what it is and you go with it. And I thought of it and I was like, oh, that's a very white colonized way of thinking where you can't question things. You just follow the rules and continue to fall, like, go forward with it. Whereas me as me as like a Latinx person, I'm like, no, I'm going to question it. I'm going to ask why, because I have a different way of thinking, a different culture, a different approach, a different interpretation. But yet you're here telling me that this is correct. And I, I see you and I'm like, this is a very different application to life. I need more information. Mm-hmm. But they didn't like that, obviously, mm-hmm. because I wasn't what they were hoping for and didn't look like right. what they wanted. Yeah. But yeah. Your dad was doing church and they was doing business. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Just like in uh what is it, corporate America, you're not allowed to ask your coworker how much they're making. Don't discuss salary. Don't yeah. discuss salary. Why? Because you ain't paying people right. You <laughs> yeah. was paying people right. Right. Etiquette would be different. That's I think that's that's what it was, Noemi. Your your dad was giving you whole church. Yeah, because I, I would listen in to conversations with pastors where they would have conversations around money. Like my dad would preach in the morning sermon and more people would go to that service. And so he would get the 10% of the tithing that would come in. 
Oh, and the rest would go into mm. continuing the building and everything. And my uncle would preach in the afternoon service and he would get 10%. And they got mad because my dad would get more people and my uncle wasn't, who was the main pastor of the church. So I would hear the discussions around money and around preaching. And my dad would sit us down and it's like, it's not about the money. So don't think about that. He, There's just things that are going on. And when money comes in between, it corrupts people. So now that I see something mm. like Hillsong, I don't know what the saying is, but I think it's like the higher they go, the harder they fall. Like I'm thinking like mm. the, yeah. the more money they got, the, the higher they went and the, the harder they're going to fall. And that's like what's happening with Brian Houston. Which is so fascinating because, again, and I'm sorry to talk over, you know, one more time, but just one more thought on this. It's just so interesting that, that the, again, these are, are pastors who claim to know the Bible so well. And if we're going to get really oversimplistic, I mean, like baseline, Jesus, you cannot serve both God and money. I mean, it's yeah. like it's like 101, right? Yeah. And somehow these pastors think, oh, but I'm an exception. Like, I'm above it. Sure, someone makes my tea for me, right? <laughs> but like, I'm not serving money. It's like, you know, and I think that just shows the danger of, of, of power and how it can corrupt Right. Without, I don't think Brian Houston, when he took over the church, however many years ago, had in his mind that he would end up where he is today. Right. I don't think that was like his ultimate motive. But I think it's all these little micro steps, right? And all these little these moments of like, oh, sure, oh, okay. And before you know it, you're serving money at the expense of your neighbor. And then here we are talking about it, right? So it's just so interesting to see that. Yeah. And I don't I, like. I know now, Hillsong makes way more than I ever thought before. Um, and I still don't think I have any idea of how much money is in, is in this game. I, because I'm thinking about John Termini and how he just planted his church in Hawaii. Church. And I just he heard, church. but he, <laughs> he's not as, he's not as good with Hillsong as it appeared, you know, when he left. So there's some tension there, but he was like reaching out to former contacts. Some of the former actors and actresses who were part of Hillsong NYC, like hadn't spoken to them in years, but suddenly is reaching out, trying to get money for his church plant. And I'm like, this is somebody who came out of the finance world. Mm. Like he had, he had a job, he Mm. had a career and is now in the church game and he's staying in this game. Mm. I'm like, you you're you're choosing to stay in this so i still i still don't think i have the full comprehension of how much money is in this game when i see tremini go when i see jt i see someone who's keen uh he's an investor so for him to go to hawaii and start investing in hawaii they're not going to use their own money when they're investing because that's not a smart way to invest your money you ask for loans, you ask for money outside of it. So it's obvious he was going to go to people with the money to build something because he's he knows that it's too risky to invest his own and he would lose everything. But yet that's not mm. biblical because if you were to look at the Bible and it would just be like, pick up and go, like use all your money, sell all your goods, like give everyone, have right. everyone have what they need in the community, make it a communal thing. Yeah. It was more of a socialist as we would use now more common terms or more modern terms community where everyone was taken care of but he's not going to do that because that's not what the lifestyle he's used to and his daughters are going to what private schools there like how much is that all probably driving g-wagons you got to pay them all right right, so i'm interject here we might we might have to cut this out i don't know so tim tim just got uh he's kind of confirming 
uh, confirming uh, my rumor. Yes, go ahead. You want to say it? Feel free. Um, so I'm gonna say this, and then I'll let you let you say it. But like part part of what I got in like the the beforehand knowledge before the, the this first leak was that yes, it was inappropriate text messages, but also and we were joking about it for days. But also like there was a dick pic out there. I heard about that because um, I was like I cannot imagine anything anything goofier or more unattractive than a Brian Houston what? dick pic. No. But like that's that's what I heard was out there. So now Tim just heard. So from a source that I have, who I will so far has been accurate in the reporting to me. Um, apparently, Brian Houston has resigned following hotel footage leak. That's all I have. That's all I have. I have nothing else right now. I don't know. This person is in 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 the area of where Hillsong lives, um, you know, and they've been reliable so far. But uh, that's what I just got texted or uh, messaged uh, about uh, 15 minutes ago. What? what I say? Oh, Shasha, Berani, it just started. Dominoes. Okay? Because, look, yeah. I think life was giving him a little kind of like nudge when Carl Lentz shit happened. And that his little repentance and say, okay, you know what? We got it. We 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 covering up too much stuff. Let's get right. Let's you know address this thing. Let's no. He want to do his little PR stunt. What was it? The lady with the twenty. It was twenty twenty. I wish it was yeah. Barbara Walters. He just fooled his ass. I wish it was Barbara Walters. But anyway, you know he had a chance and he didn't. Now, oh, this is lovely. This is lovely. It's yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. What does Indication. what does Hillsong look like without Brian Houston? I've said for years, I was like, I think the clock is running out on Hillsong. The longest it has is however, if Brian Houston stayed at the top, yeah. it had for however long he lived. Like, I don't think there is a Hillsong without Brian Houston yeah, because he so. hasn't, Yeah, there's no heir apparent. He hasn't set up anybody who can take it all. And the, the infighting is going to start everybody. Like I'm telling you, Terry Chris, that's a power yeah. move. He's trying to set himself up and all of these people are going to start a game of chess. fighting yeah they're gonna try to be their own thing like hillsong this is this is it right but the, the the beautiful thing about this fall of hillsong is that because they were so far on the top and everybody like tim said everybody was copying their songs everybody looking up to them when they fall this kind of organization is not going to be able to be viable again so there's going to be churches out there that operate like hillsong you're not going to be able to to keep the people, or at least what they say, grow. You're not growing anymore. There's going to be a lot, a lot of loss. A lot of it's going to be a whole ass exodus. Mm-hmm. Can I share my theory on that, Mary, with you. So I've been thinking about that a lot because I've been following also the John MacArthur news. I'm not sure if you all are aware of that, where a story came out that John MacArthur essentially protected a pedophile in his own church and excommunicated his wife. This happened a long time ago, and unfortunately, one of the I don't want to use the term brilliant because it's, it's not a positive thing. But one of the, 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 the traps of evangelical theology is that, is that you can't see outside of it, right? It's completely all-encompassing. And so what happens is, is that when things like this tend to happen, there's always a way to excuse it. Oh, well, he's not perfect. We're all sinners. Right. You know, King, King David did, did bad stuff too. All of this judgment, all of this, you know, and, and I'm af- what I'm afraid is going to happen is that we're going to see that happen again. Because even with John MacArthur, it's the same thing. John MacArthur hasn't resigned. I mean, the, the, and the stories that came out about John are so 
damning. The receipts are all there. And people who like him support him still. Oh, this is hearsay. They, they just they choose to ignore it. Mm. And I'm, I'm concerned that with this Brian Houston information, let's say Brian Houston resigns. Let's say that that, 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 that footage does come out, you know, and whatever. It turns out that, that, that everything we said plus more is true. Will, will the average evangelical go, wow, I need to really rethink, you know, my relationship to this institution? Or are they so trained and, dare I say, brainwashed to say, well, no one's perfect. No one's perfect. And then excuse that behavior that keeps the cycle going. I hope I'm wrong. And I hope that you are right, where, where we see a mass exodus from Hillsong and, and all kinds of other institutions. Mm-hmm. But it, it, if history tells us anything, I'm, I'm concerned we're going to see the same bullshit you know, theology being employed to justify why we're not perfect and we should still trust the institution. Yeah. They can't last long, Tim. I get what you're saying, but they can't la- Rome ain't here. Caesar's ass ain't here. Well... But I just kind of feel like the generations, it's yeah. like, it's like a, yeah. they're different from our parents. Our parents, like, you know, they grew mm. up on kids are not seen. Oh, kids are seen, not heard. Mm. You can't say that in my household. Right. My kids are people just like you are. <laughs> they're both. And I think that that's, um, <laughs> that's the, it's the difference in generations. Like the boomers was like, just give it to us. We're children from like, our parents went through the depression. So we're just glad that we're here. So whatever you say, right. go. and then you go to, oh, the hippie generation and they acting out doing the most and all that stuff. But now it's like, what would we call it? The Gen Z's, the millennials, they're like, they always want receipts. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm going to check your ass out on Google to see if you legit. Whereas my True. brother wouldn't have done that. Exactly. She'd have said, oh, that is right. the man of the Lord, and he's a whole rapist. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yep. No, you're right, you're right. That, you're that's right. the reason why right. it's there's going to be change. There's still going to be those people who do support him because right. there's people who still support bitch-ass Hitler. You know what I mean? There's always going to be that. True. But yeah. the mass, right. yeah. the mass right. it's not going right. to be. Right. He had a lot of folks. Because mm. evangelicalism isn't, isn't growing. Right. Right. right, like people are moving around and people people are sticking with it, but like people aren't joining yeah. the right. way that they were. Well, the, the right, yeah. and like the with where people were moving from other churches. <laughs> right, right. 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 No, that's right. Great point. Great point. We're shuffling around. Finally, we say, you know what? Right. Okay, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like it's it's weird to be at the end of an empire. Mm. Like mm. as much as I have been championing like rooting for hillsong to fall mm. like it feels scary for it to actually be happening yeah. it's yeah. like i don't i don't feel ready because my fear in all of this has always been that people yeah hillsong will fall but people will just go across the street to right. the next you know it's a bitch ass problematic structure yeah right because they still like they still they still need that they still want that they're still yeah. in this system they still have this indoctrination uh, and so it's like <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I wasn't. <laughs> She's not ready. Like, it's, it's... <laughs> like, the, like the blowing up the Death Star paradox, you know? Like there, there were people on the Death Star. They... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like because you know, I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of people being uh, people who are still really committed to like church life and church culture, like at least the community aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people expressing like pain and discomfort in that because that's that's their attachment it, at the very least it's like okay, the person on the left and right of them they know is cool and they want mm. something that can they want infrastructure that can maintain 
that that comfort and that relationship that they thrive off of. So, um, I mean, I, I think the closest thing I can come up with from my own experience to kind of try and empathize with where people are at that are really kind of on the in-between area is like, um, it sounds stupid, but I don't know if y'all might remember the the uh, the big debacle with the Google Moochie guy. Oh, Michael Google Moochie. the Euler song, and then it turned out he had faked the whole... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. So oh, Michael I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Him having cancer or something like that? Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. So, um, so I was like, I was in the thick of things at that point, and that was a song that was actually getting a lot of like... It was on heavy rotation, and it was something that meant something to me at the time, too. And... Mm-hmm. To find that out, to have that bomb drop, I remember the feelings I had to kind of like sit with after that. You know, there wasn't any changing or redeeming the situation. It's just, mm. it's, it's bad, and <laughs> now I've got to like you know reconcile with that. You know, like so. Um, so I, I guess yeah. So part of me does kind of there is an empathetic nerve in me left for people who are really bound to the need for that community and mm. knowing that that disruption shakes up things that are vital to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's good. But um the only thing that can save them is if if evangelicalism will shift the community. Go back and read Acts 2 church and do what they did and maybe you'll get saved from being torn to shreds, but I can't guarantee mm-hmm. it, you know. But <laughs> that's the only way mm-hmm. because everybody's tired of the one person on the stage because people are going through some huge like breakthroughs in their own experience like i'm getting to know that you know that devil that you told me was out there was actually me (laughs) you know all (laughs) those like big things like people are going through it by themselves in their bed you know so that man on the stage that i gotta cut his damn ezekiel bread the crest crest (laughs) off he's not he's not it's not it's not working for me he's a damn baby me his not eating his roughage (laughs) (laughs) but even even that like the point about how how coddled these men are and you know just how they have their people doing all their things for them the whole story with brian and the hotel and after conference and the sleeping no anxiety medication alcohol and whatever i was like i know this story is not true right because Brian Houston has never held his own hotel room key. Brian Houston has a body man. Brian Houston has people doing everything for him. There is no way this man is just wandering around a hotel after conference, just lost out here. And his people don't know where he is. He would never have his hotel room key. Like he is taken everywhere follow same with carl like there's no way people didn't know what was going on because these people never they don't do anything for themselves they have drivers they have binders they have they have their body men so it's like anything that he's doing somebody knows about it somebody has known about it the whole time because people are taking care of these men cutting the crust off their bread escorting them to these hotel rooms making sure nobody sees them like Yeah. It does. It, he's not just out here. It says in the letter though that he not wandering around. He knocked on the door, so he knew it oh, was boy. in his room. If you read the letter, it says that that he knocked on the door, and I was like, "Wait, why would you knock on a room that's yours?" <laughs> right. The foolishness. <laughs> so... Okay, someone's changing them. <laughs> Who right, right. knock? I'm confused. <laughs> right. Well, and then that's why we say like, 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 like we can interpret these statements. Like we, we, 
This is not our first time right. yeah. that a white evangelical right. pastor did some really terrible shit and then tried to lie about it, right? right. So we we know like how to sniff this out. And like we know exactly what happened. You know, Brian had an affair. He slept with someone in that room. Say it. Like, let's just say the quiet part out loud. That's what happened. You know, and if you expect us to believe that he mistakenly, like you said, Janice, you know, went to the wrong hotel room, knocked on his own door by accident, got let in, and didn't just say, oh, I'm so sorry, and walk out 30 seconds later, but hung out there for 40 minutes. Oh, that's, that's a very unique time. Not a half hour, minutes. not an hour, 40 minutes. Like, that that fits the MO, you know? And so it's just like, let's just, like, let's just call it what it is here instead of, like, try, like why are you trying – to bullshit us again like like your sin has found you out and why do you right and why do you have to like you're giving us these details right because you know we're about to see them right Right. like like that's that's what they're saying now right the hotel footage is is about to be leaked so there must be something with timestamps. so they're like oh we gotta account for these 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what pissed yeah. me off. Like, with him, was they, they covered the white man up real good because all I heard was alcohol and drugs did it. No, that was within you, okay? Because I drink the alcohol and, you know, I don't partake in the drugs like that. However, I know some people to do, and they ain't out here knocking on people's doors. I, I do that, oh, and I'm doing it. that. <laughs> If you're going to knock and on people's you're just going to knock on people's And think about it, too. As, as a woman, who opens the door and goes, oh, come on in, drunk, right. intoxicated man. I would love to have you in my hotel room for 40 minutes. This is a great, you know, just so we can talk. Like, honestly, like, I'm not a woman, but I'm just saying, like, could any of y'all like, be like, oh, come on, it's 1 a.m., no. perfect timing. I'm right. wide awake, you know. I mean, like, come on. Like a, a keynote speaker. <laughs> 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 they was dipping and doing it from from long time ago. From long yeah, time like, ago. Okay. What I also think about his ass. What I also think about though is the power dynamic. Because he knocked on the door, the door was open. Yeah. The power di- the oh. power there's a huge power imbalance. So if like the president of the US mm-hmm. knocks on my door, I'm gonna be like, come right. in. So that's most likely what happened. That they were like, Oh yeah, come in, Pastor, like sit down. Do you need anything? And oh. then Whatever happened, happened for those 40 minutes. Right. Maybe she was like David's bitch ass. Yeah, so there was a huge power Right, because it says, Great point. The board also made a request for refund of money donated to the church by this person. So this is somebody who knew who Brian Houston was, who was giving money to the church. If we're at conference, probably one of your kingdom builders or yeah. somebody like Facts. somebody who has access to Brian Houston, like somebody who Brian Houston would know. Right. Like, and those are those big money people who probably get yeah. into the, and you know, the fancy green that, room with all the, the catered, the good catered. Yeah. Green M&Ms. It says that Brian then reimburses, <laughs> reimbursed the church for the money that was given back to the woman. So... So the church Man. gave the woman back her money that she donated, right. and then Brian put it back from his own funds to the church. Because he's like, oh, wait, I need, a, I need a tax Dying. exemption from this. Put it back in. <laughs> a large donation to the yeah. church. That's also a tax write-off. <laughs> but it's yeah, not, not like David and Bathsheba. When we were younger, I grew up thinking of Bathsheba. What you doing um, taking a bath on a dangle on roof and tempting the King right. David? And then when I when, when I was you know grow up to be a woman, I'm like, yo, like that's messed up. Like that's mm-hmm. where they took that or whatever right. on the roof. Right. And then 
then you got the nerve to put the dude on the front. You weren't even repentant. Yeah, you but say, also you know what, mom, the power imbalance there. She was sexually assaulted because there was a huge power imbalance. Exactly. Yeah, where he was staring at her, taking a shower. She could do whatever she wants. Like, her body, her choice, you know? And he was the one watching her, brought her in, raped her, and then kills the husband. Yeah. And then the story. Right. And he wasn't he wasn't even supposed to be right. there. It doesn't start out like that. At the time when the kings go to war, yep. it's like you're already shirking your duty. Exactly. Oh, Tim see something. But then you get Sorry, I'm just on Twitter. Okay. Seven minutes ago, this is crikey. So this is that trusted news source. Uh, I'm just gonna put a trigger warning. This there is a sexual assault talking about in this headline, but it says Exclusive, a high-ranking Hillsong pastor who allegedly raped a junior female staff member was promoted to a position of more authority despite Hillsong's leadership knowing of the affair. This wow. is seven minutes ago. So there's more news dropping, it looks like. What I say, oh, shit, that Yeah, Hillsong faces more explosive revelations that it is found to have promoted a pastor despite knowing of his affair with a younger employee. This is crikey news. Wow. And yes, I will pay for this. Crikey, hang on one second. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those paywall things. I had to be a subscriber. Like, you got me. But anyway, I'm just saying that, yeah, this, this is dropping now. So I don't know how deep how deep this, this well of, uh, I don't know, vile filth uh, goes, but it just seems like it just keeps on going. And I'm, I, I, this is not part of the article, just to be clear, but... You know, if the senior global pastor guru, you know, make everyone everyone makes my tea and carries my hotel cards, didn't know about this, I'd be very surprised. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. You know, mm-hmm. so there could be some connections right. here to Brian being aware of this, or even Phil Dooley being aware of this as someone who again oversees these ministries. But that's not in the article. Just to be transparent about that, that's just my speculation. But this is where we have to like talk about talk about these structures and talk about because when Carl Lentz happens, then people say. They lie and they say, "Oh no, that was just a New York problem. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. That was that was just a one-off kind of thing." No, but look, look at our leadership. Look, look, look at the look at the tree. Look at you know, look look back. Everything is fine. Things are fine up here. So now, so now we've seen Carl Lentz fall. We've seen people under Carl Lentz fall. We've seen the Dallas whole branch just just disappear. And now we're seeing what I've, people have said from the beginning. The root of this tree is bad. This stuff is not happening out of nowhere. Brian Houston is a bad character. He planted a bad tree. This is bad fruit. So it's like, now what are you guys going to try to fall back on? Because you can't say, oh, the global board that Brian Houston handpicked these people. No, rely on them. Well, no, they, they're fruit of a bad tree. Our board of elders, who are they? Also, handpicked by Brian Houston. Like, what What are they going to fall back on now? May I mention one, one thing about... Oh, God, sorry, Mary. No, go ahead. This, you are so right, Janice. And one thing that really bugs me is when these churches play, the, I call it the both-and game. Oh, we are one church. We are all connected. We are all... When one part of the body hurts, we all hurt. Carl Lentz has an affair. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guys, guys. That is just one campus. Not connected to Sydney. And Brian had no fucking idea. You know, it's like, okay. So so Hillsong and also evangelicalism. Like, which is it, right? Are we one body? Are we all interconnected, whether we want to be or not? 
are are we our brother's keeper or are we not? Because it seems like they very conveniently pull those cards whenever it benefits them, right? But whenever it whenever it looks bad to them, suddenly they're all soured off. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 guys! <laughs> What's the hill song saying? One house, many rooms. What is a Carl Lentz? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. You know, it's like it, 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 it is just it's it's so it's so it is honestly audacious that 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 these pastors can say this with a straight face and think that people who take their faith or the church seriously do not see how how they switch this like a light switch whenever it benefits them only. They will. They do not take accountability. They will not take ownership. They will just continue to silo whenever convenient, and then whenever they want to show how big their empire is, suddenly they are one church. They are one body. They are one. You know, people working for the kingdom. Like it's it's just a load of bullshit. There's no right. way around it. Been bullshit. It been bullshit. That's, That's right. Funny. I agree. Yeah. Those same mechanics were at work with the way that this was um, broken out to everybody. Sorry, I just saw your cat. <laughs> Oh, there he comes. <laughs> <laughs> I totally thought that was ours at first. Like, right, how did no, she get one? No, you got <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, the, um, one, one of you was probably on the first name basis with the originator of this comment, but I mean, this was something that really um, highlighted that same kind of idea of how you can just rephrase it to your advantage. The, the whole situation of how, you know, alcohol and narcotics or whatever was part of it as an excuse is also the same. Those are the same things that are listed as reasons why the victim in other situations mm. is at fault. Mm. Uh, I really wish I could remember right. who that was that pointed the. That's the real. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so true. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the same. It's that same kind of like, it's that, that thing where you, like you put your finger on it and it pops up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you, right. can't, you know, like, yeah, it's a religion. No, it's a relationship. Okay. Well, this relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's whackable. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They yeah. always got something. Yeah, that's funny. a great point. Wow. <laughs> and like, no, there's just no, there's just no care for the people. Because even, even in this, we up, we apologize unreservedly to the people affected by Pastor Brian's actions. So everybody, yeah. right? Like, and what? Right. <laughs> that's, that's that's everybody. Right. Like that that mean girls. Like, who has been affected? Raise your hand if you've been affected by Regina George. <laughs> then everyone raises their hand. <laughs> like, okay. That's that's a meme. That's that's coming. Yeah. <laughs> if you've been personally victimized <laughs> right. Brian, right. by Brian by the actions of Brian Houston, directly or indirectly. Is okay. The, is the new mesothelioma. <laughs> You may, you may be entitled to compensation. Uh, right, right, okay. yeah. <laughs> and they just show that they can compensate. Really, by the the last letter of that, the last I'm sending line my of invoice. Letter. Yeah, so That's right. Everybody yeah. needs send your invoices. I need my coins back. It's coming. We was the we, we were centurions. The centurions is the middle. You get the army faithful believers. You get the centurions. Then you get the kingdom people. The army believers. <laughs> Is zero to two hundred and fifty dollars, and it's a number five hundred dollars, five hundred, and then centurions is five hundred, and then twenty five hundred, and then and then uh, then they say the kingdom people gave above and beyond. Uh, (laughs) The single mothers, we felt like shit for giving our little five hundred (laughs) dollars. 
Oh, that's yeah, that's absolutely wow. right. I got my tax returns ready. Whenever you <laughs> come to class action lawsuit, say less, sir. Here you go. <laughs> Where do you want this this tax return? I've had ready ready to roll. Yeah, so between the two of us, we got at least three hundred k coming to us. Ooh, <laughs> listen, listen, and the thing is, Hillsong has the money, and they have been paying it. They've been paying it in severance packages. Mm. They've been paying it in NDAs and hush money. Yep. They've been paying it. Absolutely. Whole ass cartel. pays it, and then Brian reimburses for the tax part. Of it. Right. He's so generous. Oh yeah. That's not a what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. Gross. It's gross. That's why he got his ponytail like that because he just gross. <laughs> you know, one thing I wanted, I wanted to add one final thought that I've been thinking about, just to get maybe some of the group's thoughts here. But I think that that this Brian situation and all the other senior pastors who you know have these moments do these, these horrible things. I think it also goes to show how they can't even keep their own standards that they hold everyone else to, right? Oh like I think James, you kind of mentioned this, right? Where it's yeah. like, oh, uh, one of our volunteers was uh, drinking and uh, on sleeping pills, so we we had to get rid of them because it was sinful. But then when Brian does it, oh, he needs grace, right? But I think it just shows. That like that again, they can't keep their own like the standard that they have is so unrealistic. It's completely unrealistic. And then they create these environments where people, including in this case, Brian, um, don't feel at all safe enough to even talk about about their humanity. Mm. Like, like imagine if Brian Houston, honestly, and I, I don't want to. I'm a big believer personally of like doing my best not to dehumanize, even though Rob, Brian is so problematic. We all know that. But imagine if Brian felt safe enough in his own institution to say, hey, church, I have an alcohol dependency issue that I'm working through, and I just want to make you aware of it, and that I, I know it's a problem, and I'm just, I, I know that I'm not the only person who struggles with this, but I'm struggling with it, and this is where I'm at. That'd be such a different situation yep. than it being hidden, and then ballooning into this whole, you know, potential time bomb here that we're slowly starting to see explode, and then giving the same grace and empathy to the people who work with him, either on a volunteer level or on an institutional level as a paid staff. But instead, it's the opposite. It's this like really crazy perfection status, right? Yeah. Where you can't do any, I mean, you can't make any mistakes yeah. that, that, that they deem just so the end of the world. But in reality, getting drunk is not the end of the world, people. Okay, there, there are worse things to do in life. But I think it just shows that that, that this like... Um, per, um, moral, um, performative Christianity that that they've created. Mm-hmm. It is it is it is hollow and unsustainable in the long term. Exactly, it's unsustainable. It just Alas. it does not work. Right. And especially especially if if as Brian Houston, you're going to say, okay, I'm struggling with I'm struggling with anxiety. I'm struggling with not being able to sleep. I'm struggling with alcohol. But then you also have to admit. So maybe that means I shouldn't be planting this church exactly. over here right and maybe this means i need to we need to scale this back i've gone beyond what yeah what i'm able to handle yeah. right and i have to stop yeah, like stop what's now. causing right. it's like when your whole this machine right that like is what so is this because yeah. so that was another meme like like man men will really you know Build a mega church and hide keep secrets for forty years okay. instead of going to therapy. Okay. He's really he's really dehumanized himself is what he's yeah. done. He uh, he's lost yeah. his own humanity in the process, right? He's uh, become the very yeah. thing that, that he thought he'd never become. In a, a cog in his own machine that had to keep going right. to keep everything going. So he's really dehumanized right. himself. And now it turns out through that process, he's dehumanized others. 
Mm. So his, okay. his own, you know, chaos has now spread to other people, essentially. Right, but was his father yeah. was his father drinking alcohol too when he was out here terrorizing people? Probably. Because I, I mean, all alcohol does is take what's inside of you and bring it out. To mm. be honest, you know. So, because he, because and like his his father, I mean, his father was a violent, right? Like some of these, these stories. Right. I just feel like just like, over over the top, just. Just too much, but I mean, you can't to have your father doing something like that to grow up with something like that. Go to therapy. Don't you don't need to be here. You don't need to do this. But that was the white the white supremacy mixed in it. So it's just like you know, you're great. Yeah. You're doing this. He on stage, and the father's doing criminal acts, and he's still on stage acting like, hey, what you know? And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm sorry. Like, I tried to put myself in his shoes, and if I found out my father was doing, I was like, no, I'm not on stage. I'm yeah. I'm probably in the house like freaking out like the person that I thought no he's paying people paying paying victims to shut up that was all in him you know yeah. that was yeah. all, he was just a good businessman that's why Hillsong became what it became but that was all in him from day one I, we I, need to, Bobby need to write a damn book we need to know the real deal Bobby Houston his wife well. I don't but, think I don't want to hear. From I don't Bobby. think she'll do it. She's not a good writer either. <laughs> but um, she's better than Brian, though. <laughs> I, I think not just white supremacy, but also like white savior complex was a big part of it. That probably like it it, it got to Brian that if I don't do it, who will? So mm. I need to go save these people. I need to go do this. Like that was a big part of like what Phil was doing. Like it was just exported to Phil, and I'm sure Phil also has it of like white savior complex that when they were trying to say they were uh, talking about this most recently about the documentary and then they start using all of these like kids in what India and Africa to talk about like these are the things we're doing why aren't they doing an expose on this it's like okay and but like all of these other countries where you're fucking up right don't don't buy any of the hype i give i give no hillsong pastor any any benefit of any doubt i give them no credit phil dooley racist ass go go google hillsong butter chicken (laughs) hillsong conference butter chicken Listen. What his bitch ass say? No, it's 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 a, a character that they have like during their um, warm ups, like before conference, and it is as as awful as you are imagining. And Phil Dooley just like presides over it, like they think it is the funniest thing. It's it's been ongoing. Yeah, and it's I'm not surprised. A long, long standing. So I mean, it's all wow. It's all it's all junk. So, so as we finish up, what where do we go from here? What do we what should happen to Hillsong as a structure, and what what do we do for Hillsong's people? We sit back and relax and let them asses fall like damn dominoes, cause we ain't got to do shit. Just grab your popcorn. This is gonna be a scene. <laughs> Watch party. Get the get a Discovery Plus subscription. Period. <laughs> they fall like damn dominoes. What you gotta do to the dominoes to make the all of them fall? Just one got to fall in the front. And you move it back. The whole thing's going. Grab your popcorn. Get your El Guapo IPA. 
and tune in. It's going to be a show. <laughs> that, that should be the name of the episode. Holly like dominoes. I mean, uh, it's real time. In real time, giving us updates. Okay. Yeah. What's next? We can do that. Yeah. I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let's be ready to uh, probably do some Instagram lives in the next few days. Uh, well, uh, um, my wife is uh, due literally any day at this point. She was due on Wednesday. And so I'm like, you know, I'll be in the hospital going live if I got to. Like, honey, you have to wait. Like, we got to talk about Brian Houston news. That just <laughs> I think she really was divorced me at that point. And she's been through a lot with me. And she deals with me doing this all the time. But I, I definitely have told myself, like, when she goes into labor, I have to turn my phone off. But until then... I am I am glued to the screen. You can ask Janice. I was I texted her, I said, secretly I hope Sarah does not go into labor today so I could do this recording with y'all. And then I said, must it be the fruit? Because she didn't go into labor. So uh, that is a true story. May the Lord open. <laughs> Under <Yeah>. his eye. <laughs> She's gonna come out of labor and hear like about three, four more passes and going down the tubes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Tim, Tim, I'm gonna have you close us out in prayer. Oh, oh my god, I'm triggered. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, I will let you have the final word because again, you are the closest to to that world yeah. and to the people still in it. And so, like, what what would you say to to the good people who are gonna be hit with this news? Yeah, yeah. I would say two things to two, to two different people. The people who are in leadership at Hillsong, I doubt you're listening to this, but if you are, please do your part to hold the church accountable. Um, you know, history tells the story, and it's easy to look back at history and see the people who we think are heroes pushing things forward and holding people accountable. But it's hard to do that in the moment, but your courage is really needed right now because ultimately, I'm going to speak some evangelical language for a second, but the gospel will still go forward without Hillsong. I'm just saying, you know, like Hillsong can crumble and the divine will still do its thing and yeah. still love people and still bring heaven to earth, okay? So Hillsong can certainly survive. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm the kingdom, so to speak, or the church will survive uh, uh, without Hillsong. And to the people who maybe are um, have put so much trust and faith in Hillsong, right, and have, maybe you've sang the songs, you've you had these moments attached to them, I think this is where um, communities that we're seeing form, right now mainly online, because that's our, our the, the, the exile space, if you will, right? But I think that, that this is where people who are holding these spaces need to really be welcoming to those people and say, you can breathe here and kind of reorient a little bit because I know you're probably so disoriented. And then the good news is, is that if you want, it's all about consent and what people want to do, but if you want to continue the journey of exploring the vast Christian tradition outside of white evangelical culture, there are people and tour guides to help you do that. And in my view, my perspective is there is, it's so much more beautiful than, than, than narrow white evangelicalism, it really is. So I think that, that it's important for people to know that they have options, that they wanna take a step back and not pursue anything you know Christian-wise, fine, I get it, please heal. Healing is the most important thing in the situation because we're gonna feel, we're gonna see a lot of ripple effects, we're gonna see a lot of trauma coming out of this, and people who have only been taught evangelical responses are suddenly gonna be left going, these aren't working anymore. Oh my God, like I'm praying and I don't feel any better. Oh my God, how do, how do, how do I read the Bible? What, what, where, where does, does my faith go? Who is this God, you know, who can let Brian be a leader and, and, and hit wow. him for so long? 
this is going to be the domino effect, so to speak, Mary, right? So I think it's important that if any of us or any of you listening to this have any kind of place where you're trying to hold space for people, just please get out, you know, the space and be ready to, to, to hold space for people who want to be held space for. That's true. That's how I would say. Yeah. You better preach fast. Thank you, Tim. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But, yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Like I said, this will go up on Thursday morning and it'll already be out of date. And that is that, as in just the beginning of the end of an empire. Super casual. And again, I have been rooting for this. I wanted this. And now it's here and I feel destabilized. It's the devil you know, right? I wasn't afraid of it anymore. So it was comforting in a way to know where it was. I know Hillsong wasn't helping anything in the world. But for the past 17 years, I've only known the world with Hillsong as it is. Now my predictions, Hillsong is over. Brian Houston didn't raise up anyone that could compete with him, so he also didn't raise up anyone that could step in for him, not really. I think someone will try, Phil Dooley, I guess, but it's not going to take long for Hillsong campuses to start shutting down or reverting to whatever they were before, or if they're staying in the Hillsong system to try to be the top dog. Don't be surprised when pastors who were vocally pro-Brian and or silent about victims before suddenly start praying for victims and trying to position themselves to say, hey, I was one of the first to speak up but it's too little, too late. Don't buy into it. There is no honor among thieves and these people who were happy to lick Brian's boots when he had the power will now happily kick him when he's down to claim that power for themselves. If the apologies aren't coming with repentance that includes full, clear expressions of acknowledgement of past complicity and offers of reparation, they aren't real. If they want to talk about restoration and rebuilding, well, guess what? It's expensive to restore a building, to rebuild a church, and you are the church. Hillsong has done damage and needs to pay for repairs. And they've had no problem paying out severance packages for bad pastors and hush money to keep victims silent. So they should have no problem paying to restore you, to rebuild you, to rebuild me. I don't know how, but I think we should start submitting invoices to Hillsong, requesting tithes back, requesting coverage for therapy, requesting back pay for babysitting, for ghostwriting, for cleaning, for driving, for pastoring, for doing their jobs. Hillsong is filthy rich and the filthy they deserve, they can keep that. But the rich, they need to give back. Anyway, I am Janice Legata. Thank you for joining me for another odd episode of God Has Not Given during this final season of Hillsong. Everything feels like a fever dream right now, and I have no idea what the next episode will be, but we'll figure it out, and we'll see. If this has meant anything to you, sparked anything for you, or was just a general good time, please let the people know. Rate and review this podcast on Apple. Ask about me at God Has Not Given on the Gram. Visit my website at JaniceLagata.com for all the links to all the things that I'm working on, other podcasts you can find me on, and ways that you can support. And yeah, remember, you deserve better. So take care of you, be well, and I will talk to you soon. I am an E, I am an E-X, I am an E-X-P-A-N-G-E-L-I-C-E.